Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Welcome to the show, everyone. We got the divisional round in the NFL starting today and quite a lot to discuss and not a whole lot of time because the injury news has come in and honestly, nothing changed. So uh, basically going to have to go with the status quo uh, for now. Uh, So Adam Thielen is a go for the Vikings. Uh, He is going to play with the injured uh, ankle that was cut in practice on Wednesday and just going to wear some padding. So let's just talk about uh, the games today and, uh, I'll talk about the games briefly tomorrow, and then uh, we'll get into the DFS lineups uh, before we uh, head out because uh, the games will be kicking off uh, within the hour. Um, So basically, we've got the Niners hosting the Vikings, uh, obviously out in San Francisco today. Uh, Niners are seven and a half point favorites. Uh, Overall uh, line uh, over under is going to be at 44 and a half, Uh, you know. Obviously, the Niners are over a touchdown favorite. I, you know, I think that line is a bit too rich. I mean, not that I'm saying Minnesota's great or anything uh, based off of that comeback. Uh, uh, well, not necessarily comeback, but uh, based off of that overtime win last week against the Saints. But the Niners haven't exactly been juggernauts uh, to close out the year. And, you know, in terms of a home field advantage, New Orleans uh, in the Superdome was a far more significant threat to the Vikings than the Niners at home. So, uh, yeah, the Niners got a slightly less line than what New Orleans got. But I still think that, you know, if this was under a touchdown, I feel a little bit better about the line. Uh, Just betting it straight out, I would have to take the Vikings plus, uh, as the underdog, uh, plus seven and a half. Uh, But, you know, Overall, I still think San Francisco wins this. I just think that it's a little bit too deep from a combination standpoint between the pass and the run. I do think we're going to see some different sets out of Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers. I mean, Mike Zimmer is very familiar with uh, the Niners offense. The Vikings run uh, this uh, same West Coast offense as uh, San Francisco does, which is also one of the reasons why I think this game stays a bit closer than what the odds makers are giving it. Uh, this is one of those games where, you know, I would probably take the, uh, first half line of, uh, the Vikings plus four and take the under on the 22 points. Uh, but, um, yeah, outside of that, in terms of fantasy value, I would be looking at, you know, the Niners defensive line has suffered a significant amount of injuries. They've lost four defensive tackles over the course of the year. Uh, Yes, uh, their linebacker, Quan Alexander, uh, who's been out for eight-plus weeks now with a torn pectoral, he got activated uh, before the the start of this one. So he's going to be playing today. Uh, You know, uh, and Alexander does bring a different dimension to uh, the Niners uh, because of uh, his ability to cover running backs out in the flat. So I, I do take a downgrade to Dalvin Cook from that respect. But I do think Cook is going to be able to have some success running the football against this Niners front. Uh, You did see them wear down a bit towards the end of the Seattle game uh, in Week 17. So I got to give a 
a little bit more of a shine to Dalvin Cook. I do like the uh, Minnesota running attack more than the passing attack. Again, Adam Thielen battling an ankle injury. And Stephon Diggs, uh, sideline tantrums aside, uh, he's got a matchup against uh, Richard Sherman. So even if he wants to get the ball more uh, this week, uh, as opposed to what he was seeing last week against the Saints, this is just a terrible matchup. I, I, you know, as much as people want to complain about Richard Sherman uh, being too talkative, he is still one of the top quarterbacks in the entire league. Uh, even at uh, his age and coming off an Achilles injury uh, less than two years ago. I-, I just think that it's a bad matchup overall for Diggs. I would not be looking at him in DFS contests, even in GPPs, uh, you know, maybe as a one-off, but it's not one that I really want to play around with. And even for Thielen, I'm not uh, as gung-ho about playing him uh, just uh, on a whim. I, I-, I need to see a little bit more uh, to uh, make that leap of faith, uh, if you will, because my whole thing is that we know Minnesota wants to run the, uh, run the football and burn clock to limit the amount of possessions San Francisco has, because San Francisco is going to try to grind down Minnesota's defense and wear them out by the time the fourth quarter rolls around. That's been uh, San Francisco's MO the entire year, uh, run the football then you uh, use the play action to get the deep pass plays down the field with Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, and obviously, George Kittle is going to be a factor in the tight end uh, position. So, uh, you know, realistically, from a DFS standpoint, I'm not as interested in this game as some of the others. But, uh, you know, I think Kittle is the lock button here. Uh, Kittle is going to see quite a bit of action. Uh, Moster, also, you can roster him in your lineups. Uh, and feel confident in it. Moving on to the Saturday night matchup, we've got the Ravens at 10.5-point favorites over the Titans. Uh, Over-under line is at 47.5. Here's the thing about this game. There's going to be a lot of running and not a whole lot of possession unless there are a bunch of turnovers. I don't like the fact that Baltimore is this large of a favorite. At 10.5 points, You're putting a lot of faith in Baltimore just running Tennessee out the building uh, with their rushing attack and just wearing them down by the time the fourth quarter rolls around. And as much as I love Lamar uh, Jackson, again, Tennessee is going to play enough of a a defense to try to contain uh, Baltimore's rushing attack. You got a banged up Mark Ingram going to give it a go tonight with the uh, injured calf. You know, we're still not sure about his status for tonight's game, so it could be a lot of uh, workload involved for uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, uh, the backup running backs, uh, for Le- and Lamar Jackson, who is the NFL's uh, uh, the, the NFL's leading rushing attack overall as a team. But you got the NFL's leading rusher and Derrick Henry on the other side for the Titans. Uh, again, this is the reason why I don't like the. Uh, over underline, I got to take the under, and I got to take the Titans uh, uh, with the ten and a half. I mean, if Baltimore is given ten and a half, you need the Tennessee to completely fall off by the time the fourth quarter rolls around. And I just think that if Tennessee gets down, they're still going to keep running the football. I don't see them uh, imploding and just trying to have Ryan Tannehill chuck the ball down the field. Uh, to me, I I'm not a big fan of Ryan Tannehill as a DFS option, 
uh, unless it, uh, you're factoring in a blowout situation, and then you're stacking uh, Baltimore r- uh, running backs and not necessarily pass-catching options. Uh, to me, it doesn't really make a whole ton of sense. So, again, this is one of those games where I'm kind of staying away from from a DFS perspective uh, outside of, uh, and again, I, I don't really like the play. It's like unless Mark uh, Ingram gets ruled out, I'm, uh, you know, you can you can punt with uh, Gus Edwards or Justice Hill or maybe do a tandem in a GPP, a GPP lineup, uh, but we're not going to know that news right now. So, again, it's one of those games where I have it as a stay away option. Moving on to the Sunday contest, we've got the Chiefs hosting the Texans. Chiefs also a 10.5 point favorite. Over under line is at 51.5. Now, this is the game where I could see the Chiefs blowing out the Texans because the Texans secondary is banged up. Uh, Tyreek Hill has the best o- overall uh, matchup of the weekend out of the wide receiver position uh, in terms of uh, wide, wide receiver cornerback matchups. Uh, you know, this is uh, where I could see the Texans getting into a track meet and not being able to uh, stay with, uh, uh, stay, uh, stay with uh, the Chiefs uh, because again, the only scenario where I see the Texans winning this is a case where uh, uh, Deshaun Watson is able to outduel Patty uh, Mahomes and just uh, get o- enough points on the board to uh, win the game. I-, I don't see the Texans winning a grinded out kind of game. I think they have to win a shootout against KC. I think KC can win a grinded out game and run the football because you can run on this Texans defense and throw on this Texans defense. So I I think they're the weakest team remaining in the playoffs. Uh, if it wasn't for Seattle, which I'll get to in a bit, but um, you know. This is just one of those games where I, I, I see a lot of points being scored here, but I do see Kansas City uh, covering the spread here. I, 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 you know, unless there's a backdoor cover by a late touchdown from the Texans, I do see uh, Seattle, you know, uh, winning this matchup. Now, Gary and Conley against Tyreek Hill is going to be uh, one of the matchups to watch here, but I also think that this is just going to be. A great uh, matchup uh, uh, for uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs tight end. I think in this weekend slate of games, you play Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Obviously, Kittle goes in the tight end spot uh, because he's the earlier game on Saturday. But you play Kelsey in the flex spot. I, I you know, most of the time, I would say, you know, play three running backs. Uh, uh, two running backs and then uh, another running back in the flex. But to me, this weekend screams two tight end weekend. Uh, you know, I, I think it's just that simple. I think Kelsey is still going to get all the red zone looks, and the Chiefs should be in the red zone quite a bit against this uh, Texans defense. Uh, you know, yes, you could t- uh, play some Sammy Watkins uh, uh, as a pivot point from Tyree Kill and, you know, uh, with the cheaper salary. Uh, because uh, Sammy Watkins is only uh, 4300 on DraftKings and 5200 on fa- uh, FanDuel. Uh, and, I mean, I-, I think he's only 14 bucks on Yahoo. I mean, he's cheap everywhere in the industry. Yes, Sammy Watkins could easily pull a hammy and, and go out after the first series of the game. 
But, you know, that is the risk you run. And you're also going to see a similar situation with Will Fuller for the Texans. If he's cleared to play tomorrow, uh, I think that's the pivot point off of DeAndre Hopkins. Because if you're playing both uh, Kittle and Kelsey, you're probably going to run out of uh, money to play uh, two uh, great uh, wide receiver options. So you're going to have your choice of either Hill or Hopkins. So, uh, you know, if you're playing uh, Hill, then play Fuller. If you're playing Hopkins, uh, play, uh, play Watkins as well. And uh, you kind of take it from there. But uh, that's where I'm kind of leaning. I think you got to play uh, both uh, Kill and Kelsey, though. And then for a quarterback option, I think Mahomes is the play here. Uh, you know, yeah, if you want to do a deep throw, we can talk about the possibility of a, a big air Rodgers game. But the problem is, is that, uh, and I'll get to it shortly with the Green Bay Seattle game, uh, the weather is terrible in Lambeau. Uh, you know, I'm not looking to roster many uh, offensive options in that last game on Sunday. So uh, uh, without much further ado, let's talk about it. Uh, you got the Seahawks and Packers uh, playing at Sunday night on Fox. Uh, it's even by the time game kicks off uh, at 640, uh, you got the Packers minus four uh, with an over under a 40, uh, 45 and a half. And that total has come down as the news of the weather being this awful. Uh, you know, basically we've got uh, temperatures uh, below. Uh, I think they they had a, at last check on the weather report. It's going to be uh, single digits uh, in uh, in uh, Green Bay, but you know it could warm up to the twenties. But if it warms up to the twenties, the idea is that you're going to see snow showers during the game uh, in the forecast. So again. Not great weather for having a shootout. I mean, to me, you don't fade uh, the offensive options completely in a snow game, but you're not game stacking this one either. So that's why I kind of stayed away from this one because uh, projection wise, uh, you know, I see the numbers coming down further as uh, we get closer to kickoff tomorrow, depending on uh, how the general public reacts to the weather. So uh, to me, I... I would just uh, kind of go with uh, uh, the under in this game. And I don't really like either one of these teams, to be honest. Like, I've been, for those of you listening, I, I've been, you know, I've been bashing Seattle most of the way through. I think it's just Russell Wilson and a bunch of other dudes on Seattle on offense and defense. I don't think Seattle's defense is all that great. And the Packers, uh, by and large, have turned into a run the ball only option. and. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been, you know, taking a back seat the entire way through. You know, this could be the game where they they loosen the shackles off of Rodgers and let him do his thing with uh, some improvisational offense. Uh, but we haven't seen it yet. So, yeah, could there be a possibility that both uh, Russell Wilson and Rodgers uh, do a little improv and, and, and turn this into a high-scoring passing attack game in the snow? Yeah, it, 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 could, it could be a fun game, but more likely scenario is that both of these teams run the ball 30 plus times between their respective running backs. And this ends up being a grinded out affair where you're, you're getting a 23, 20 score uh, to close it out. I, I, I could easily see the undergoing and 
even 23-20 might be a little bit too optimistic. I, I think that first one to 20 probably wins this game. Uh, just because of both teams not looking to make a big mistake, I could see them running this uh, game down by uh, contrition and both sides being okay with that option. So uh, from my standpoint, I'm kind of leaning away from most of the attack options here. Uh, DK Metcalf got priced way up across all sites after his 160-yard game last week. So from a cost standpoint, I can't see myself uh, looking at Metcalf this week. I would rather play Tyler Lockett because if the attention is going to go to uh, DK and Metcalf from uh, the Green Bay secondary standpoint, I- I'll take Lockett then. Uh, you know, But again, this is a GPP play option. Uh, definitely not cash and definitely not if I'm only playing a single entry GBP. This is, uh, like, uh, if I'm playing 20 entries, then I can go with, uh, Metcalf, but, um, it's just not one where I I like where, uh, the options are lining up here. So, uh, take that for what you will. Um, but, uh, yeah, outside of the Seattle options, it's, it's basically, uh, locking I'm looking at and on the green Bay side. Yeah, could you play Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams as a stack and hope for the best? Yeah, I, I just don't think that, you know, from an optimal standpoint, it's the way to go. Uh, my thinking is more along the lines of it's an Aaron Jones-heavy game, or you can pivot and use Jamal Williams, who's coming back off of injury, if you think that the uh, Packers are going to give him some red zone opportunities and he falls into the end zone at a much cheaper salary, and they, you, then you can fit more guys in from the Chiefs-Texans game. I don't think that's a bad way to go either. But um, from a betting standpoint, I don't like either uh, team. I mean, yeah, you could bet that Seattle plus four. Uh, again, I don't really like their great odds. But uh, to me, it's a pick em game. So, yes, you could pl- play Seattle. But it's, it's, not, it's not one of those games where I'd be shocked if either side won. But I do feel as though the under is the best play out of all the options here uh, from a betting perspective. So uh, that's what I've got. Uh, I'm going to get on out of here and and upload this because we're getting a little tight on time. So uh, that's all I have for today. We'll talk about the games uh, tomorrow in some more detail, hopefully, uh, once we know what happened uh, tonight in case we got to change up uh, some of the strategy. So that's all for now. Have a good one, folks.